This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week, he's the other host of the show. He doesn't need a green version of Lassie to save him. He's Ryan Nelson. Justin, I just want to be on the record. I also have not eaten pog soup. I have not eaten pog soup either. I I, I guess we are not true Mandalorians yes, because we have not eaten pog soup. So, uh, If you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the second episode of the third season of The Mandalorian titled The Minds of Mandalore. If you are new or irregular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of The Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you want ad free access to the podcast any level of being a patreon supporter will get you the show ad free all you have to do is go sign up for our patreon app and it doesn't matter what level you are supporting us at you can be as low as three dollar level that will get you the show ad free you can be as high as a twenty dollar level that will get you the show ad free so whatever level you are signing up for will get you the show ad free if you can't be a patron though you can help the show out by rating us on spotify and apple Podcasts. if you can leave us a five-star rating at both platforms that would be fantastic but if you have time you can write us a review while you're over there on apple podcast if you'd like to interact with the show you can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com any thoughts any questions you might have any questions that you want to direct us about things that we're covering or anything that you would like to ask us about any or even recipes for pog soup that's right pog soup recipes we would love to hear some pog soup recipes if you have some um, so, uh, like I said, just hit us up on our email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so this is the second episode of the third season of The Mandalorian. I'll be real honest with you. When I saw the Minds of Mandalore pop up on my screen, I was like, oh, I thought we were doing this like episode seven or episode eight. So what uh, are we doing here? What if- Thought the same thing. I felt like th- this was what we would have gotten like in the finale. Yeah, and we're getting it here in episode two. So, like I said, I was thinking that you know getting to the mines of Mandalore would be like a, an end of season type mm-hmm. deal, but no, we're getting to it right here at the beginning. Uh, real quick, one of the things that has been kind of been discussed by other people, uh, people who've been writing about this, people who've been podcasting about the show. They said they think that these first two episodes probably would have been even better if they kind of squished them together and made yes. them all one. I agree. Because remember last week, I was not as high on the episode as you were. Right. I love this episode. Yeah, this episode's fantastic. Like, this one was, like, one of the best mm-hmm. that we've seen. Like, I love this everything about this episode. And if this had been, if they'd released these together, man, I would have been just jumping off the Oh, yeah. jumping off my couch you know <laughs> excited for the season but uh yeah that that was a mistake this should have been one long episode right where it should have been one and two released together right i think i think you're right about that i would have look they obviously know that they're as popular as this show they could do it however yeah. they wanted to so they were, they were going to extend it but 
well, yeah, like I said, I'm kind of with you on that. I think they could have done, they could have very easily done this as combined, but just. Taking that aside, this is a fantastic episode of, mm-hmm. of the season. This is as much as the first episode was just kind of table setting and kind of because one of the complaints people have was it's a little bit too cute, a little bit too cutesy and all this type of stuff. And I guess I can understand that criticism of it, but this one, they get away from that. I mean, they have a little bit mm-hmm. of the cutesy stuff there at the beginning, but once they get off of Tatooine and they get uh, onto Mandalore, it gets real serious real quick. Um, so let's just kind of go into this uh, beat by beat here for a little bit. We start off with Pelimoto, and she is scamming uh, a... I don't remember what that alien race is. I, I can't remember. Uh, but she's scamming the guy there. And real quick, I didn't... For whatever reason, I have never thought of Pelimoto as a, as a scam artist. But I kind of feel like I should oh, have. I've <laughs> always thought that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I found, I never really have thought Absolute. of her like that. But well, she's tried to rip off uh, Mando uh, over yes, the years. Yes, yes, yes. I forgot about that. So... But yeah, so she's trying to rip this guy off, and she does. I mean, uh, and like I said, Pelimoto, uh, who's who what is it? who plays Pelimoto? Amy Sedaris. Thank you, Amy Sedaris is just like uh, too much of her would be would be bad, but yeah, they give us just much, enough yeah. of her that Perfect. every time I see her, I'm just like, yes, give. I'm so glad I, to have Pelly back. I thought the same thing. Like watching her scam for five minutes, mm-hmm. I, give me that all every time. I mean, it's it's what you want, and like you said, getting her like complaining about how it's going to take her months and right. she needs to be paid a lot and then the guy leaves he's like all right this is going to take five, five minutes, minutes. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like i said she's just uh, amy sedaris is just so really good yeah. as in this role of pelimoto i just it's just so much fun to watch her uh but we get her and then mando comes back in she's got he's got grogu with her and he does the flip which is just the cute little flip that we get from her we talked about last week we talked about will we hear grogu speak and look i don't think he was saying anything when he was i don't either but we're getting close man yeah we're that's, getting close and that's what i was kind of hinting at here is they're going to have this little puppet speaking at yeah. some point I think by the end of this season. I think so too. And I'm glad it looks like it's going to be kind of like the development of like a, a toddler who talks. It's not like he's going to come out right. like speaking just like Yoda. He's going to learn a little bit. I mean, we'll probably get some data or Manda or I don't know. I don't know what the, what he's going to call Din Jaren, but that's, that's probably gonna be like the first thing that we hear him say mm-hmm. or something along those lines. But it is, like I said, that was kind of the thing I, I noticed immediately about this episode is they are going to have this little creature speak at some point, And I feel like it's going to come at some point before this season is over. Yeah. Warning people. It's coming. Grogo speak is coming. <laughs> like I said, once I do, once they do one reason, look, one reason I think the it'll fallout be fallout will happen. The, the fallout will definitely happen. But one reason I think it, it, it adds an interesting texture to the story. Cause we talked about this last week. Cause this, mm-hmm. it will change the story. It will change this show once he starts talking. But also, what it will allow them to do is it will allow them to sell speaking Grogu toys. I mean, let's just be For the rest of time. <laughs> so that's another reason why you get him to speak, is he can now sell new Grogu toys that oh talk. God. So so many Grogu toys coming our way soon. And trust me, I have we have quite a few in our house with my daughter. She loves I Grogu. Just, uh, by the way, <laughs> Pop... Uh, the Funko Pops on sale. Grogu right now on Amazon. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you need some, they're there for you. Uh, but... Here's one of the things that, you know, we didn't talk about this last week. I meant to talk about this. Some people who uh, who watched 
and or said they're struggling to watch this because they have now gotten this more adult version of Andor, this more grown up, this more uh, this. Get out of here! Okay. Who is saying this? I've seen I've heard I've seen a lot of it, and I've heard people talk about it on other podcasts it's and two stuff. Two different shows. It is. It's two different shows. I don't have an issue with it, but I will say this: Look, there's a difference in writing. Uh, there is that's yes. very much that's very much the case. I mean, I will say like. I don't know. What did you think about this? Like at the very at the beginning of this show, at the at episode one, we've got Mando saying, "I've got to have this droid. I got to have IG Eleven. I'm going to hunt down this part." But once he gets to Pelimoto, he's like, "Okay, well, I'll just go ahead and take this droid anyway." Were you now, okay with that? That's weird. I will say that's weird. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird too. And that's especially and, especially since Taiki Watiti plays, you know, IG Eleven. It's just weird. It's it's that is weird. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird too because, and that's what I was. That's kind of what I was trying to get to is that's a writing thing that won't happen on Andor because you've right. got Tony Gilroy True. who yeah. is not if he's writing something he's not going to allow that to happen. Look, John Favreau and uh, what's his name, Dave Filoni, yeah. they are fantastic writers. They understand, mm-hmm. I think, the Star Wars fan base better than anybody going right now. And so, like I said, I'm, I'm going to give him a pass on this, uh, yeah. but it is kind of a weird thing that, you know, one episode prior, he's like, I only want IG-11. That's the only droid I'm going to take. Now I'll take, go ahead and take this uh, R5, you know, I think it was R5-D4, if I remember yeah. correctly. Which is the droid that right. that uh, Luke and uh, Owen had and that they didn't work that they traded for r2d2 exactly that's one of the, that's one of those nice little easter eggs they drop in so this is like so we're not sure if it's the exact droid but my guess is it probably is or at least yeah. they want us to believe that it prob- uh, possibly yeah. is and uh amy sedaris's character pelimoto is overselling this thing saying he goes part of the rebellion and all this type of stuff so <laughs> uh just really good there and what's great is you know this is a, this droid is being portrayed as being afraid so it's like i said uh mm-hmm. they're giving some sentience to the droids here uh so they leave they leave Tatooine. Uh, he's got his droid in hand. And no combat, though. Come on. Uh, he's coming, I think. I, I, I think he's coming at some point. I know, but we're in Tatooine. We I know. See them. <laughs> True. Uh, they they don't see Cobb Vanth. We don't see uh, Boba Fett. We don't see know, uh, any of them. So Finnick. Finnick, yeah, Finnick. We don't see Finnick either. So he, he didn't make he didn't make a stop. We guess we got too much other stuff to do on this one. So uh, so they leave Tatooine and they go to Mandalore. And one of the this is what I like that they're doing in this ep- in this se- in this series, in this in this series this season. They've got to give some exposition. Like if you have watched the the animated show, you probably are very familiar with Mandalore and the history of Mandalore. But if you haven't watched it, you're probably not that familiar with it. Right. right. So we're getting exposition. Exposition dumps. Depending on how you do them, they can be a real drag. But the way they're doing the exposition dumps in this show is, it's by. Din Djarin basically trying to educate Grogu about what it is to be a Mandalorian. And, you know, he's talking about the planet, and this is where, you know, every Mandalorian can trace their background to, because he's obviously, this is his son, and he's trying to bring him up in the ways of the Mandalore. And right. I thought, it, I think this is a great way to do this exposition. I think, I think it's a huge help. I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan. For some reason, this stuff goes in and out of my brain. Right. Like, I need exposition. I need <laughs> robotic. I, you know, you ask me about stuff from like a bizarre '80s action movie. I can give you plot by plot. Right. For some reason the Star Wars stuff it does not. I don't for whatever reason. I well, there's a lot of it. Help. It's it's helpful for for people like me. So I really appreciate. it. 
And there's just a lot of it. I mean, that's one reason why it's difficult because there is a, there is a lot of it. But like I said, so we get this backstory. We find out. Uh, I don't know if they had told us that he was on the moon Concordia when he was growing up. I'm sure they probably mentioned that previously. It felt familiar. Yeah, it did. It felt familiar too. Uh, so he he goes and they they navigate through and they are landing on the planet and the big thing is they don't know if the air is breathable and that's the reason why he wants the droid is he, so the droid can do atmospheric tests on uh, the planet so that they can determine if if you know if they can even go to the planet or not so they he puts the droid down and grogu is very frightened for the droid uh, yeah and that's what's great about the way that they're doing mm-hmm. they're doing this this little puppet is they're they're giving him a lot of emotion they're giving him a lot of feeling and it's actually coming Mm -hmm. through i mean that's that's just what's so great about the way that they've done this uh but mando is the base of him it'll be fine it'll be fine then we lose they lose track of him and so den's gotta go find him and he gets attacked and while he's getting attacked, he pulls out the Darksaber, and it is quite apparent that he still has not learned how to use the Darksaber. He is still no. fighting the Darksaber <laughs> just like the armorer has told him. At what point when you are have a weapon that you can't actually wield, are you not going to use it? <laughs> are you I just know, not going to use it? I mean, that's kind of one thing yeah, I'm like... I, yeah. I'm like, Mando, Wait, what are you doing? put it to the side until you learn how to use it. Keep practicing right. with it, but don't pull yeah. it out when it's a life or death situation. Uh, but he gets out of the situation. Uh, he goes back and he, he finds the droid and they do the, the air test and there's fine. And he says, okay, so it's not cursed. And it, while they're doing this, it makes me think, okay, well, they're getting, a, they're taking Mando, they're taking Din Djarin away. They're, they're telling us that he's going to go away from this idea of the children of the watch. And Right. And everything Bo-Katan has told him has been true. Right. That's why I'm thinking at this point is that they're going to get away from that. But then we get to the end, and we'll talk about that then. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, maybe I don't think they're doing that at all. So yeah. let me mention something. I thought the Alamites, is that what they were called? Yeah, I think Alamites. Alamites. Mm-hmm. I thought they looked terrible. I thought they looked like a sci-fi network movie villain. Yeah, they kind of did. I, I, like I said, I, I didn't really pay that much attention. I thought Mandalore itself looked really good. I thought it looked really good. And that may be the, where all their budget went on this episode. You'd probably say with the Mythosaur looked cool. Yeah, the Mythosaur looked fantastic. We'll talk about that yeah, in just but, a little uh, bit. But, uh, yeah, I thought they looked cheesy. Yeah, they, they didn't look great. Uh, they, they've done things that look better. And like I said, maybe well, they... The just, cyborg, the, the, the next thing they fight looked cool. The oh, yeah, cyborg. it looked real cool. It looked awesome. Yeah. It was terrifying. But uh, So they go back, they do the, the test, and the, the atmosphere is fine, like I said. And, so they, and Mando says it's not cursed. And so Grogu can come out, and he's in his little pod thing, which is oh, just cute as, as it can be, him falling around in his, in his pod. And they go down to the surface, and they're exploring... Uh, and they're talking and, and then there's a trap now it's a very creepy ominous atmosphere that they're walking through because they're walking through what's called i think they call it the citadel if i remember correctly that's all right uh and they're walking through and like i said there's all these monsters that are kind of like looking at them and like i was not expecting a jump scare so i like no, like came out of my chair when yeah. this thing comes and captures him what were you thinking when you saw that i thought the same thing i was like wow that i didn't see that coming and and him getting captured. Yeah, I know. Like, you just don't, we don't see that very often. No, we don't. That's kind of one of the things they're doing in this, which I think is very interesting. They, mm-hmm. Dan doesn't look real good in this episode. No, he hasn't. He did not at all. No. 
Yeah, so he gets captured, and Grogu is in his little pod thing. He's trying to help him. He's trying to save him. He's trying to figure out what to do, uh, and he can't figure it out. And he almost gets caught, and that's when, and that is when Din Djarin tells him to go, uh, to go find Bo-Katan, and that's when this episode kind of changes. What were your thinking? What was your thoughts about uh, up until this point? I thought, uh, I, like you said, Din looks like he's vulnerable yeah, like he a lot more like he's not he's not the leader and can take everything out like he normally can yeah but also this felt like the grogu growing up episode yes it did uh it really felt like the grogu grogu ugh, grogu growing episode wow that's a tongue twister yeah it is. Uh, so let's talk about that real quick when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so he tells him to go find Bo-Katan, and th- at this point, this has become a Lassie story because Grogu yeah. is has to basically uh, Din Djarin has fallen down a well and he's been captured, and Grogu has to take his little pod. And look, this is something I did not realize. I didn't realize Grogu could control the pod. Uh, yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> so yeah. I've always thought this was like a Bluetooth thing, and it's just, he's just yeah. got it set to follow him. But no, he he punches a button or something, and he's off and running. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is using the force to get away, and what's that's a really cool thing uh, that's an important thing in my opinion because when he uses the force to push the alamite away he doesn't pass out that's always been the yeah, case yeah 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 so like i said you're I, right you're right he didn't have any of the issues that he had previously had right so he's obviously grown in his powers mm-hmm. of the force uh so he goes to the he gets back to the ship he tells the droid to take it he's just pointing that's that was really really so cute and that's like i said this is one of the mm-hmm. things that they're doing they've really figured out how to work this little puppet because yeah. you could see the fear in this little puppet he's like yes, go 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. uh so they go back to the planet i can't remember which planet it is that she's on but like i said last episode i was thinking okay bo katan she's kind of got some villain vibes in this and mm-hmm. now not so much. She really did. Well, she did at the beginning because she yeah. was like, "I'm going to go get take care of him for good." Oh I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. What that meant. yeah. That was the, that was that thing. I was like, "Is she going to kill him?" But no, I think she's yeah. just going to go tell him like to go away and never come back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting thing, you know, when she's like walking up to the ship, like, can you not tell the Grogu that uh, Din's not there because she's like talking to the ship and like he's not right, in right. there. Like, can you not yeah, see yeah. he's not there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, Grogu is lassie. When he pops up, he's like, "Oh." What happened to him? Where is it? We got to download the droids so we can find out where they went. Uh, and they do get on this ship. And this is actually, from what I understand, this is a ship that she actually flew around in in the Clone Wars. Actually, when she was a villain uh, in what was called the Death Watch. I don't remember yeah, the name and, of the ship. Go and, ahead. I, and I think this takes over the Bo-Katan as the hero part of the show. Right. Yeah, because she's basically, she's the one who's coming down to save him at this point. Yeah. And she gets down. She has to fight the Almites. And she gets a hold of the Darksaber. And she can wield it. She can. <laughs> that, like I said, they are powering her up, and they're making her look really, really good. Making Dylan really, really needs bad. to be very uh, concerned. 
Yeah. He, I think she could take him out. Oh, I think she probably could if she wanted to. I think there especially at this point of the of the yeah. show anyway. I, I would I would think so as well. But I think it's very interesting the way they're setting this up because they're setting this up where she is they're showing her to be very strong, very powerful. Den's got some things he's got to learn, he's got some things he's got to work out. And I think it's also interesting to note that she doesn't just keep the she doesn't keep the dark saber. I mean, she is keeping true to this creed that you have to win this thing in battle because she could have just yeah. kept it if, if she wanted to. Right, right. I know, I know. Uh, and uh, I, I gotta throw out something else. Could we be getting some romantic vibes between these? That two? was another thing. You, they kind of, you know, they're kind of making googly eyes as much as you can through a helmet. Right. <laughs> uh, they were kind of making some kind of googly eyes at each other. I, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, that's kind of yeah. been one of the things people have been asking. You know, are we setting up a little family here? Uh, she obviously has a lot of respect for Grogu after this. Uh, that's, yeah. That's yeah. That's she pretty really pretty. taught Grogu up. But uh, so she ends up taking on the cyborg thing. I don't know what this thing was but it was it was scary james cameron type stuff yeah it really was because it's like drawing blood from from din or I something know. i don't know what it was doing what was that what was that about? i don't know like it's it's part part alien part machine uh just a freaky looking it's one of the freakiest looking things we've seen mm-hmm. in star wars yeah. uh like I, said, I don't know what it was but man it was creepy looking uh but she ends up taking it out uh whereas obviously din could not so he's he's still struggling yeah. And, you know, so she's getting ready to take them off planet. She's like, you know, we'll go back and y'all will catch a ride with me. And he's like, I'm not going back. I've still got to go down to the living waters. And so he is still very much on his quest. And this is when we get the Pogue, uh, the, the, the Pogue Soup reference. Uh, if you haven't had this, uh, you know, can you really call yourself Mandor? But what's great about this, when they're having this little discussion, is they both have these ideas about what it means to be a Mandalorian. And I think mm-hmm. they're kind of like, I think they're bringing them to something of a common ground between the two of them. I don't know. What do you thought? I think, I think so too, because he enjoyed, or he's a good actor, right? Hearing about her history and her family, right? Like he acted like he like, but he probably is because, like I said, she has been correct the whole time. Everything right. she has said since the the first time she appeared, and I think she first appeared on the third episode of season two, right. Uh, you know, she she has been right every time about you know Mandalore and, and the planet and the whole you know the whole uh, religion or whatever right. you want to call it. But they so, do, but they do give her kind of like a little bit of pause herself because he tells her he says you were right the planet isn't cursed and she says was I look around because it, yeah, the, the planet's yeah. in really bad shape. So like I said, they're I don't know where they're going with this. Uh, that's one of the things I think that works well for this because we're only two episodes into the season because I don't know where they're going with it. I don't know how they're going to kind of resolve the differences between the two of them. If they're going to kind of have some kind of meeting of the minds, I, I don't know how that's going to play out. Uh, yeah. But that's, I think that's one of the, one of the great things about this scene is, is the two of them are, they're trying to understand each other. They're trying to understand their backgrounds and figure out where they both come from, what they truly both believe and come, come to some type of general understanding between the two of them uh but she ends up taking them down to the living waters of the mines of mandalore and it's a really great scene because he starts spouting the creed again uh as basically the things that he has to do and she there's you can see in her annoyance well i kind of it was annoyance but i think she also thought you know 
it's annoying that he still is holding on to this, but I also got this feeling that, you know, she would like for to be as dedicated to something as he is. I kind of got that. I can vibe. see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, that was a vibe that I got from her. He's like, yeah. I wish he wouldn't believe in this creed so much. I wish he wasn't so bought into this thing. But there's something about being so dedicated to something and being so, even if you don't agree with it, there is something admirable about. Mm-hmm. about having such a steadfast faith in something like I said like I said even if you don't agree with it there's still something about that that is appealing and something that you give a lot of respect to uh but as he's giving this creed as he is getting as he's walking further and further into the again we're walking into waters that you don't know what's down there why do we keep doing this in Star Wars but nevertheless we're still doing it well mostly these this version of the Mandalorians yeah, exactly. These verses, they, they keep doing it. So he gets dragged the children down. children of the watch, right? Yeah, the, the, the children, children of the watch, exactly. The children of the watch. That's smart. Them. Yeah, they don't seem to be the smartest uh, people in the bunch. But he gets dragged down, uh, and you don't know what has dragged him down. And But they've talked previously about the Mythosaur. Did you expect to see the Mythosaur at this point? No, I did not. I thought, again, it would be, because we did get a recap. I can't remember if it was this episode. It was this or episode. Yeah, so I, I, again, I thought it would be later in the season. I thought it was going to be later, but once they talked about this at the beginning at the recap, and she starts talking, Katie Sackhoff's uh, Bo Katan starts talking about it a little bit as well. I was like, I guess we're going to see the Mythosaur. Now, he gets dragged down. She goes down in after him. Uh, it's a really cool scene to watch. I, I had no idea that mine was, that water was as deep mm-hmm. as it was. Uh, but she goes all the way down. She gets him. And as they're coming up, we see that giant eye. And we get it. Like I said, I have the mythosaur has been around for a while. Um, It's actually been around even in very, very rarely and very vaguely. It's been around since the Empire Strikes Back. If you go back and watch Empire Strikes Back, you will see on Boba Fett's uh, shoulder pauldrons, you will see the mythosaur symbol that is the signet oh. for Mandalore. That little skull symbol that they use, uh-huh. that's on his armor. It's it, it okay. goes it goes as far back to to Empire Strikes Back. So the mythosaur has been a part of this, even if it hasn't been really mentioned that much for basically the beginning of Star Wars. Uh, it obviously has gotten a lot more plays since they put Mandalore into the canon and all this type of stuff, but they have been building towards this, even at the very beginning of the first episode of this entire show, when Quill is like talking, trying to teach uh, teach Din Djarin how to ride that creature that he was riding at the beginning. He yeah. says, "Your ancestors rode rode the Mythosaur." So, like I said, they've been building towards this very, very vaguely. But now that we're here, I was not expecting it to be as big as it was, no. to say the least. No, no. So, is the next episode they fight the Mythosaur? I don't know. That's if, if I'm going to complain about this episode a little bit, I don't like where it ends because mm-hmm. they emerge out of the water after they see the Mythosaur. And you can see, even though she, you, you don't see her face, there is a visible reaction from yeah, yeah, yeah. from Bo-Katan when she sees that. It's like, oh my gosh, that is that that thing that this legendary creature that's supposed to be extinct, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be such a huge part of our our culture and what is part of this prophecy that she despised it's a prophecy of this cult that she despises so much that the mythosaur will rise up and like choose a leader like i said that's kind of that it's terrifying for her because she's seen this gigantic creature but she has kind of built her her beliefs that everything that the children of the watch and the, the these you know these mandalorians who are so steeped in this 
lore and all this type of stuff it's all hogwash and now she's right. like having to like rethink and it made me constantly rethink like okay maybe they're not getting away from the children of the watch stuff because i thought that's where yeah, they're going to take yeah. him but it doesn't appear so what are you thinking no i think you're right it'll be interesting to see like you said if they come to an understanding of both their their uh processes their both beliefs yeah like i said i don't really know what where they're going with it because like i said when, once we see the mythosaur it makes her question everything that she's kind of believed. It makes me question where they were going with the show. Like I said, I was thinking yeah. that he was going to... I thought they would eventually get to a point where he'd be taking his helmet off quite a bit and actually Pedro Pascal well, in the third uh, season would actually be If he be starts on. taking off his helmet and there's some romance, we might not can handle the chemistry those two have together. Well, that's right true. <laughs> we may not be able to handle it. This may not be in a kid's show anymore. Uh, that's true. It may not be. But like I said, I kind of thought that's where like I said, I thought that's where they were going with this. But now that we see this mythosaur, it like leads more credence to the ideas that the children of the watch have been using. And yeah. like I said, if there is a complaint about this show, this episode, the fact that they don't put they end it where they do, I was a little disappointed in that. So Yeah, I can I can I can buy that. I, I think that's fair. All right, uh, do we want to do our weekly awards? Let's do it. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we have three weekly awards that we give out after while we are covering a season of a television show. Up first, we have the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who are you giving your Tyrion Lannister to? Katie Sackhoff is Bo-Katan. I thought she was just incredible. Yeah, she's, uh, she was fantastic in this. I mean, she yeah, shows she herself as the MVP of just not just yeah. the episode, but like she might be the MVP of the show if she's going to be as, this say, much stronger and- than Din. <laughs> Has anyone looked better in Star Wars? I mean, my yeah, goodness. exactly. So she was, like I said, she was fantastic in this one. Uh, Katie Sackhoff's Bo Katan was just absolutely amazing. Uh, next is the Agatha All Along, the best scene of the week. What are you going with? I'm going the the whole Bo Katan uh, rescue part yeah. when she hits the cave. Yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the scene to go with as well. Uh, just once. This was a good episode, and it, mm-hmm. a good, it was a good episode that found an even higher level once they introduced Bo Katan back into this thing. And like I said, they start to, like I said, they're making me question a lot of what I thought. And that's one of the things that's really good about a show when you can, mm-hmm. when you can make people think, okay, well, maybe they're not doing what I expect them to do. Right. And they're really doing a good job of that in this particular uh, show so far. The Edge Come with the King, you best not miss. What's your best line? And we haven't talked about this line, and I thought it was a big part where Mando says to Grogu, "That's the homeworld of our people." Yeah, that's that was that was a really good one. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with that one as well. I thought uh, when she called him a really good navigator, I, that that yeah. is important because the fact that you have to like the fact that Din has made a really has gone out of his way to point out you have to be able to. Get yeah. your, get around space. You have to be able to navigate space. I think it's it's very important that she says your little son here is a really good navigator. I think that's a it's a it's a kind of a throwaway line, but I think it's supposed to symbolize mm-hmm. more later on. So, all right, uh, ratings time. So here on the main attraction podcast, we have a five tier rating system. At the top of our list is a Game of Thrones. Beneath the Game of Thrones is a Lost. Middle of the road for us is Friends. Bottom of the list is. I'm sorry. Uh, beneath friends is full house. The bottom of the list is a Baywatch. What are you giving the Mandalorian season three so far? So last week I was a loss because I felt like some of the hangover from Bo- from uh, Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Uh, that hangover's over. I've 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 gotten my Gatorade. <laughs> I'm ready to go binge drinking again. Right. Game of Thrones. I'm back. I if mean, this season yeah. is Bo-Katan and him on some missions together. 
this may be the best season of the show. It could be. Yeah, I think you may be right about that. And look, here's the thing that's a little, that still frustrates me about the way they did this. We get this for like the fifth episode of this season because the first three, the last three episodes were like the first three of this. I'm like, yeah. this would be just we would be having such an incredible season of television. Look, it's still a Game of Thrones for me. Don't get me wrong, but I mean. I still hate the fact they they did basically the first three seasons, the first three episodes of season three in Boba Fett. That's, that still just kind of drives me crazy, it but it it's it's I agree. still Game of Thrones. It's still a hundred percent of Game of Thrones. I love the show so much. So, all right, uh, so we've already done things. That we're doing our things that we're looking forward to for this week. We're doing those in our. Uh, Poker Face episode. We're covering Poker Face. We've actually already recorded it. Uh, you'll get that on Tuesday. If you haven't seen Poker Face, go watch it. But we wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit about some of the news that has been out there. So, Bob Iger has basically said that uh, in terms of Star Wars, there hasn't been a Star Wars movie since 2019. Yeah, 2019 when they did The Rise of Skywalker. There has been no movies and they've announced that the uh, movie that was supposed to be produced by Kevin Feige, it's been put on hold. I don't know that they're not going to do it, uh, but it's basically been put on hold for right now. Uh, Patty the Patty Jenkins movie is a no-go. I think pretty much it's pretty much dead in the yeah. water. So uh, what are you thinking about this news? What are you thinking about just in terms of the state of the movie portion of Star Wars? I think Bob Iger is coming back and saying, We've got to get control of this. We have oversaturated, and he's talking about Star Wars and, and Marvel, Marvel. Mm-hmm. to build up Disney Plus. And we have, we keep talking about the word fatigue, but it's real. Right. And I think they're concerned. I think they're going to build up the Mandalorian and then Ahsoka show right. that's coming out. And I think it's going to be a while before we start getting another series of movies. Yeah. And I think it's the right call. I, I think they need to slow down. I, I think it is too. I think that I think it is very much the right call. I think this is just Bob Iger understanding the business. Because look, you can get probably make more money if you put more stuff out. And Bob Chapek was very much a, I mean, he was called Bean Counter Bob because he was always about yeah. the dollar cents. You can make a lot more money if you're producing a lot more stuff. Bob Iger, I think, has always been more, and this is one thing that people who have worked with him has always said that he is much more friendly to the creative side of this of this business, and he understands that if you don't make the quality product, it doesn't matter what you're doing. And he wants, I think, one of the reasons why he's telling Kevin Feige to hold off on this Star Wars because he wants he wants to get Marvel back on back on the right track, yeah. and he wants them. To, look, I personally think Marvel is fine, I, but I know. Not everybody else agrees with me on that. I understand I'm in the minority on that. Uh, but slowing down, not putting out as much stuff. I mean, they've already pushed the Marvels back to November. We still have not gotten a single date yet on any of the shows that were supposed to be released this year. Right. Uh, and it doesn't appear that's going to be any time well, soon. And then Andor Season 2 is supposed to be this year, too. Oh, it's supposed to be this year? I thought they were going to wait a year. I thought it was going to be two years. Uh-huh. I thought it was this year. I don't know. Well, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be way. a little. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like Secret Invasion was supposed to be at the beginning of this year, and it's we're in the, we're in halfway through March, and we still haven't even gotten a release date on it. So, yeah, Andor season two still listed as twenty twenty three. Okay. You know what does that mean? Yeah, I I don't think we're going to see that this year. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, but like I said, I think I think it's a, I think it's a smart decision to go ahead and wait make things be a little bit more patient make sure put a little bit more care into these things get them on the right track like i said it it applies to star wars and to uh to marvel as well uh i mean look 
Marvel, the reason, I mean, it used to take like four or five years to get through a phase on Marvel. Now right. it, it's taking them like two years to get through a phase yeah. in, in the most recent, because they're just pushing so much stuff out and they're probably rushing through it. Uh, we can, they you know, are. they're doing three, they've been doing three or four movies, cut it back to two a year. And I think they're probably in pretty good shape if I had to guess. So, I mean, phase six, the, the multiverse saga is supposed to end, I think, in 2025, if I remember correctly, or mm-hmm. 20, early 2026 or something like that. My guess is it's probably going to be more like 2027, 2028 or something like that. So. Yeah, and I, I think it's the right call, too, because I, I know a lot of people that after Boba Fett and then Obi-Wan, they were like, well, I'm not watching Andor. Right. And I'm like, well, you're missing out. You're missing out. <laughs> you and, uh, and there's still a lot of people that have watched it. Mm-hmm. But there still hasn't. I think that's a show that... It, may never get watched because of that i think i think this is the right call yeah i think it is too uh like, like i said i hate the fact that we're not getting the content but i'd yeah. rather have really i would rather have great content than have yes. slightly watered down content I so agree. so i'm with you on that all right uh that wraps us up for this episode of the mandalorian uh anything else you want to share before we hit off appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time i will look at those same sentiments and as always until next time may all of your entertainment dreams come true